0: the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code Kara for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm thrilled to have my next guest here. We have Bob Wheeler, who is the president and CEO of Airstream. And if you have not heard of Airstream, you are living under a rock. I was even uh, chatting with my uh, college daughter today and telling her that I was going to be interviewing Bob this morning, and uh, she could even describe what Airstream was. So it definitely brings generations together. Uh, And uh, Bob is the as I said, the president and CEO of this incredible classic. So more than anything, they are a a recreational uh, company that uh, I can't wait to hear a little bit more about the last couple of years, because that, of course, was uh, when so many people set out on the road and uh, really, really incredible time. Uh, So Bob took over Airstream in 2005 and has led the company through... I think one of, or maybe two of the most challenging times in history. Maybe Bob will add to that when we get uh, him talking a little bit more. Uh, but Airstream has set record sales. Product innovation is uh, incredible. And cutting-edge marketing, the public's renewed appreciation for Airstream's authenticity and quality is at its top, top, top. Uh, and I'm just thrilled to speak to Bob today. So welcome, Bob.
1: Hey, Kara. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm, I'm excited as well.
0: We always speak first a little bit about you before we actually get into the company. And and I'd love to know a little bit more about Bob and and really understand, who were you as a kid? I mean, did, did you always know that you'd be running a company, an iconic company? I mean, something that uh, is just so known for uh, for quality that that just is uh, something that I think everybody would want to own
1: believe it or not, I had no idea what an airstream was when I was a kid, so no, this was not on my not on my radar yeah, I grew up uh, in in the country in upstate New York, dairy country, but I always was drawn to mechanical things. My dad uh, was an English professor but always. Kind of a renaissance man, very good at fixing stuff, which you had to be when you live in a big old house in the country. So I picked up a lot of mechanical love for him, figuring out how things work. So became an engineer in college, you know, predictably. And uh, I've left a lot of that behind. But that's kind of how I got started with a love of things mechanical and things with wheels. I've always, I was always a car guy. So, yeah, it's been a long and circuitous path.
0: Why engineering?
1: Yeah, I you know... Honestly, I related to things better than people at that age,
0: uh-huh. you know, I was
1: 18 and I, you know, I understood how machines work, but people are this black box, you know, in the last several years, I've started to figure out that there's, uh, you know, there's another way to manage and that's part of my growth arc as well. But uh, that at the time, it just seemed to make sense. And I came from a family of English professors, and uh, English majors too. So I was the black sheep.
0: So interesting. So you didn't get pressure to go into uh, become an English major or?
1: It wasn't, there was no overt pressure, but they looked at me funny <laughs> when I said I wanted to declare for engineering. So, But they are very supportive, and they, they, uh, it was always a marvel to them how I'd succeeded in business, an area that they uh, really knew nothing about. It was as much a mystery to them as anything.
0: So interesting. So what was your first job out of college?
1: Yeah, so I graduated from um, University of Rochester with a degree in mechanical engineering. Went to work for General Motors. Hmm. So I started at one of the biggest automotive companies, but this was in a, an old school plant that they used to have in Buffalo, New York built in the twenties. It's the kind of place where in the second world war, they stopped building cars and started making airplanes. I mean, literally Mm -hmm. this is Rosie, the Riveter it's that whole uh, generation. And the plant was that old, great place for a first job because it was very, uh, strong union, strong management at odds, um, really old school plant with a lot of skilled trades. And I learned a lot. I, I learned a lot about what I didn't want to do as, in a career, which isn't as important as anything, but great place to cut your teeth as a young engineer and met some great people there who I uh, still think of often today.
0: That's awesome. And so you transitioned into product development. Was this all part of uh, General Motors? Did they want you to get into that?
1: No, that all happened after I left and joined the RV industry. I was with GM for about five years, got my MBA. And then I got a call from a recruiter one day, randomly. Uh, actually, she called somebody else in the department and they forwarded the call. And I happened to be at my desk. This is how life is, right? If I Absolutely. hadn't been at my desk, you and I would not be talking today. There's no question. So she got me randomly and sold me on the job. She called this other guy about. And I moved to Fort Wayne, joined the RV industry. And uh, I worked in um, I was manufacturing management for several years in the RV industry before I got into product design to get back to your question.
0: How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just $0.50 cents per week for your first year.
1: I was, at that time, I was working for a company called Fleetwood, which some of your listeners may know. Mm-hmm. They used to be the big RV company starting in the 50s and uh, got into product design and development with them and then stayed in that until I transitioned to uh, to my general management role now as the president of Airstream.
0: So interesting. So so was this your first product development? then sort of role. And, and uh, I think it's so fascinating that you've worked in so many different areas. Right. And I think that, again, speaking about the uh, Gen Z generation, and I was uh, chatting with my son who is in college too. I have a million kids, so I (laughs) chat with them a lot. You know, it's, I, I, I'm always trying to explain that just because you go into one thing, it doesn't mean you're going to stay in that. And that's sure. just a journey to go on to do bigger and better things. And I think that you are just a uh, shining example of that, but how does working in different areas and having a more than basic understanding of mechanical engineering and product development and manufacturing, and how does that inform your ability to not only be, uh, be a great CEO, but also a great leader.
1: Well, to your point, if you really want to become successful in a leadership role in the broader organization as a whole, working in those functional areas and understanding, you know, how the sausage gets made is mm-hmm. really important. And I, I have not worked in every area of a business. I've never worked in accounting. I've never worked in sales. In fact, I couldn't sell water in the desert. It's just <laughs> not a strong suit of mine. But I've worked in purchasing obviously product design and development, manufacturing, but never worked in HR. So, you know, nobody's going to be able to do all those things. Right. But especially in an industry, it's a manufacturing industry, you know, we, we make stuff. So understanding how the manufacturing part of the business works has really been key. And you sprinkle in a little bit of, you know, business school kind of broad business education and, you know, a lot of kind of shoe leather boots on the ground experience. And, uh, you know, it comes together at least in a, from a functional standpoint as uh the toolbox you need to, to be a good manager. There's a whole lot more that goes into being a good leader. Yeah. Um, a lot of which, you know, you don't get in those, they don't just come organically in those experiences. They come from a lot of things, but, uh, I've been lucky in my path. I've had some great mentors and, um, the right jobs and the right exposure at the right time and the right opportunities. And, uh, next thing you know, here you are.
0: Absolutely. That's, that's incredible. So you get the phone call for Airstream. You obviously are, are interested. You said you had never, you didn't have an Airstream as a kid. Mm -mm. What was it that really interested you the most about this brand?
1: Well, that's a great question because even I'd worked in the industry for a number of years at that point, the RV industry, recreational vehicle industry. And, um, I came over to Jackson Saturday to interview and I walked in the the manufacturing plant where they make the shiny silver bullet trailers. And I immediately, I just felt at home. I could see people working with purpose and focus and, and obvious care and craftsmanship. And even though I didn't, I wasn't deeply steeped in the brand, even at that point, I recognized a place where they were doing something very different than the rest of the industry. And I thought, all right, this is a place I think I could really sink my teeth in and uh, never look back. I, I couldn't work for another company in the industry at this point. We're just uh, different and special enough. I'm not taking credit for that. That That's part of the brand that goes back 91 years. Uh, so that that's what attracted me. And then once I got to know more about the brand, it's such an amazing... I and The word iconic here gets overused, but it's this brand with deep history and heritage, deeply woven into the fabric of, of the American psyche, uh, world known as the ultimate tool for travel and adventure, People just, and people get so excited about the products and the lifestyle that it engenders that once you get in, you kind of never want to get back out.
0: The CFOs that get it, get it. And the CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the chief financial officer. Today's CFO is critical to the strategy and success of the business. And in growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes, errors, and lack of visibility into the numbers, and it takes weeks to close those books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reporting, inventory, e-commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly, and insights coming in with the click of a button. NetSuite is the perfect program to help you manage your business better, whether it's financial modeling or inventory management. NetSuite is a number one cloud financial system that provides everything you need to grow your business, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books on time. From HR to budgeting to financials, NetSuite is the platform for scaling your business. Over 29,000 businesses already use NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash cara for special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash cara, netsuite.com slash cara. So how would you articulate the Airstream brand, you know, to somebody who had maybe been familiar with it, but had never entered an Airstream before?
1: Well, What we do, and this is what we try to to maintain focus on, what we make is this beautiful piece of industrial art, but it's really, it's a springboard. It's an enabler. It's a conduit for adventure and experience. So we make a thing, but what that thing allows you to do are the things that really change your life, to create those memories, make connection with the community, see places you've never seen, see cultures you've never been exposed to. So when I talk about Airstream, and you see it in the spark in the eyes of our customers, it's the possibility that it presents to things things to go and see and an adventure to have in ways that change people's lives. I, I know that sounds like a lot of hyperbole, but it really isn't. Um, so when I talk about the brand, it's about that passion for travel and adventure and learning and experience that really are the heart and the soul of the brand. And the things we make that allow people to do those things are. Are enablers
0: definitely well, and I think that you know trips and and travel are are the memories that uh, that you won't throw away, right? It, it's it, there are things that you are constantly remembering, whether it's just with uh, by yourself or you know with a friend or your family or you meet new people on along the way, whatever it is. So. Talk to me a little bit about the last couple of years. So everybody, uh, I certainly knew a a bunch of people who were taken off, and uh, I think a few of them had an Airstream, uh, the lucky ones, and others were running uh, cars and different RVs uh, along the way. But what was your life like in the beginning of 2020 when all of this hit all of us?
1: Yeah, it's funny. You reflect back on that period now, It's because it's two years later, more or less. Right. So- We were as scared and mystified as everybody else about what was going on. And then, you know, when things really started to get bad in middle of March of 2020, we were trying to figure out what was going to happen with the business. And then the state shut us down for six weeks. And during that six weeks, we were imagining the worst because we had all these echoes from the recession of 08 and 09. We were seeing high unemployment, a lot of recessionary pressures uh, drop in wages, drop in personal spending that were all part of the pandemic. Well, historically, all those things lead to the big downturn in the RV industry. We make a big ticket discretionary good. Nobody needs one. Um, so we were bracing for a real downturn in the industry. And yet we came back after that six week down period and, you know, things weren't as bad as we expected. And then within two months, our business took off like a rocket. Because as it turns out, and this is one of the things I would say was a big oversight in my part, and everything looks clearer in hindsight, right? But Mm -hmm. there are only a handful of things you can do socially in a pandemic. You're not going to get on a cruise ship or an airplane or go to Disney. uh, RVing, let's say you're taking your kitchen and your bathroom and your bedroom. You're driving your own car. And when you get where you're going, you're socially distanced, you know, because nature. So... A lot of people figured that out in a hurry in the spring of 2020, and uh, the whole industry took off like a rocket, and we were, we were no exception. So it was a roller coaster is the short answer. We went from kind of terrified about the pandemic to really depressed about where we anticipated the business was heading, um, laid off 25% of the company because we were so confident that things were going to take a huge downturn, and then came back and got hold of the tiger by the tail, and that's we've been holding on with all our might for ever since.
0: Obviously, demand was way up. Were you guys able to keep up with what was needed?
1: The short answer is no, and we still haven't Mm -hmm. caught up. I mean, this won't sound like complaining, I hope, because it's a good problem. But yeah, we've been well behind the market for, uh, well, ever since spring of 2020. We can't get caught up. And our ability to ramp up, we can't just turn up the knob and start cranking out. Airstreams are made by hand with a lot of care and craft, so... We can only ramp up as quickly as we can maintain or improve product quality. That's one of our core tenets. And that has slowed us down, along with, you may have heard, and there's some supply chain issues out there and some labor issues. (laughs) That's
0: what I was going to ask. So, what, I mean, that in every single industry, everybody is a little bit Mm -hmm. different. Uh, But what was, what's sort of your supply chain woes, right, that are out there? What is the challenge in your industry?
1: So yeah, it started, that was our first big obstacle. Once we started to try to ramp up, it was uh, supply chain, supplier capacity at first, right? Cause they were dealing mm-hmm. with COVID all over the world. Couldn't make as much stuff as they had been. And then it was logistics, getting it, all those ships out at the port of LA and Long Beach parked in the Pacific. And we don't source stuff overseas, but our, some of our suppliers do. So we had stuff on those ships waiting to get delivered. Couldn't get long haul truck drivers mm-hmm to get the stuff here. So we fought these supply chain issues, crushed us. And then, uh, those started to resolve. And really about five, six months ago, those things started to get a lot better. And then, uh, the crunch became labor, you know, local employers are trying to hire wages, ratcheting up, including at Airstream. So then we fought for labor, but, um, this is one of the pivots I'm really proud of. We told our marketing team, stop selling Airstreams and start recruiting employees. And they blinked a couple of times and said, okay. And they put together a fantastic local campaign, billboards and radio, print, TV. And now we've got all the applicants again we need. so
0: Amazing.
1: Uh, yeah. And uh, so we've got our labor problem solved. So now we've got material, we've got people, and now it's just inflation. That's our our challenge is pricing the product right.
0: So we're heading into summer right now. And what's your, your outlook for, for travel? Do you believe that it will still stay pretty local, um, that people are uh, still a little nervous about maybe getting on uh, getting on airplanes or cruises or whatever? I mean, where is sort of the outlook for Airstream going forward?
1: Yeah, for us, we've got such a backlog right now that even if people get more nervous about travel, and, and most of the trends, I think, point the other way, you know, airline travels up. Mm-hmm. Um, people seem to have... I mean the omicron variants. Most people seem to be ignoring, at least in this part of the country. So it's still uh, very bright prospects for us moving forward. We've got a long backlog we need to work through anyway. For the rest of the RV industry, though, you're starting to see demand softening a little bit, and their capacity they're starting to get caught up with market demand. They've they've RV industry's been able to put out a lot of product to to try to get caught up. So a little different situation for us, but. For us, we're looking at a great summer. Again, trying to dig out of this hole we've been in for two years and get dealer inventories back to where they need to be, which is going to take a while. So, pretty uh, pretty bright prospects here at the moment.
0: Talking about uh, innovation, so the E Stream, mm-hmm. so Airstream's yeah. new electric caravan. I, I'm dying to check this out. Uh, it sounds. Unbelievably great. So, what what prompted you to actually go and and develop this product? I would imagine that this was kind of in the works before COVID, or did it actually come up during during the last couple of years?
1: We had an inkling of it before COVID, and, and for your listeners, that EStream is a it's an airstream travel trailer with a fully integrated electric drivetrain, eighty kilowatt battery, uh, fully integrated with the house systems, nine hundred watts of solar on the roof. So it's a, it's a travel trailer that powers itself. Amazing. We started thinking about this idea probably three years ago as we started to hear and see more and more about electric tow vehicles, right? Starting with Tesla and then especially um, car companies coming out with trucks that can tow Rivian and now the Ford F-150 Lightning and, and, and. So we could see that there was this emerging segment um, of tow vehicles that we needed to think about. How, how's that going to work with our... Traditional product. I mean, you you put a traditional airstream behind an electric tow vehicle, and your battery range goes down by half if you're lucky. So we started to consider how are we going to accommodate the needs of that buyer in the future. It'll never be all of our business, but it's going to be a growing part. And you know, you can't open the automotive section of the newspaper without another car company saying by 2030 or 2035 they're not going to be making gas engines anymore. So, so we started on this. Uh, this path with our German uh, partner and who had started development on this uh, drivetrain, And last January, we introduced the prototype e-stream that you mentioned uh, with this fully integrated power system, uh, really a fully realized prototype. It's not smoke and mirrors. It's not a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's mostly, <laughs> it's mostly there. Uh, and of course the, the product's been very well received both by the, EV towing crowd, but also you can tow it with your gas vehicle, and this can help your gas mileage enormously. And also, if you want to camp off grid, there's a growing segment. As a result of all this inter- interest in the industry and the lifestyle, campgrounds are overbooked, especially sure. state and national parks. You can't get a site. So we've been encouraging people to boondock or dry camp, and there's so many places in this nation you can go and camp in the wilderness on the National Forest Service lands. So, this big power pack in the e stream allows you to to go off grid and live comfortably, so it started with a where the industry where the tow vehicle industry was headed. that was the original spark. Let me try to pack in a bunch of additional functionality we knew that our specific buyers would want, and uh, the results of the e stream
0: so the company is founded in nineteen thirty one I would mm-hmm. guess that you have employees that have been there for a long time, not all mm-hmm. of them. So was this the biggest innovation that you had done in the company? <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know if I can make that claim because our founder, Wally Byam, he really invented the industry and he also invented a lot of firsts. Um, he, in, he invented products for RVs that have gone on to become their whole supplier base for the industry, yeah. like you know, RV flush toilets and furnaces and water heaters and awnings. So he created these things out of necessity back in the 50s. And now all of those things I mentioned have gone off to become their own significant companies to supply the RV industry and the marine industry. So I don't know if I can claim the biggest innovation, but I'd like to think it's, yeah, I'd say it's in the top 10.
0: Yeah, I, no, I love it. So, so having employees who are uh, you know, kind of old school, maybe that's not mm-hmm. the right term, versus mm-hmm, the newer ones that are most interested in innovation, how do you manage that? I think that this is a pretty big jump for Airstream. It's, um, I think, a great jump and, and lots of, but I would imagine that you would have people that are, maybe they wouldn't buy one of these because they, they really want an Airstream that is this. But so how do you talk about choice? How do you talk about those things as you're leading?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of push and pull within this company, as you note.
0: Mm-hmm. First
1: of all, we regularly retire retire people from Airstream with 50 years of service or more. Happens all the 50 time.
0: Fifty years. Fifty that's
1: years. That is when I, when I started here. The average seniority was twenty-two years. Average. Holy no, moly! Twenty-two years. That's
0: amazing.
1: So we uh, we're this kind of dichotomy of old school people that have worked here a long time and a customer base, many of them who are older and have gotten used to Airstream being a certain thing. But you know, all you have to do is look at the somewhat recent history of the company to see that if we allow ourselves to become stagnant and irrelevant for the new buyers, mm-hmm. the company is going to become, it's going to fade away to nothing. And that was happening in the nineties. Actually the the product was stale there was no innovative marketing, you know, no, innov- no effort to connect with a new, new buyer, younger buyer. And the business was declining even in a time when the RV industry was growing. So, um, that, re- that was a real, uh, very sobering to folks. And they recognize that unless we continue to push and innovate in a way that our founder, Wally Byam, he staked out and said, Hey, we need to lead this industry. He created the industry. And uh, it's part of our DNA to, to be innovative, push forward, develop products like the eStream and others. Um, So I think people have seen what happens when you don't do that. And we've seen all the benefits of doing it. And uh, we're in a great place now where we can, Honor, respect, and draw on our history, but not be constrained by it. But instead, use the Airstream platform and brand as a as a petri dish for innovation and trying things. Some of which work, some of which don't. And uh, it's just it's a fun company and brand with a lot of forward momentum. So you know my uh, my goal is just not to screw it up. I'm a steward.
0: Hi everyone. I wanted to take a moment to talk about my book. It's called Undaunted. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet on Audible or picked up a copy at Amazon or at your favorite bookstore, I think you're really missing out. Hopefully, you're enjoying listening to The Kara Golden Show with all the amazing guests that I'm so lucky to interview and be inspired by, stories of challenges and breakthroughs, lessons too. Each of these incredible guests teach me that being undaunted really is the answer, And that is what you will learn from my story, which I share in my book, Undaunted. Not only how I came up with the idea for Hint, but also the journey that I experienced along the way. You see, most people don't know all the challenges that entrepreneurs go through in building a company and the journey, the ups and the downs, twists and turns. You will hear it all in Undaunted probably the thing that has made me happiest about writing this book is hearing from people and how the book has helped them push through hard things and try new things. I have heard from countless people how Undaunted has helped them see that they are not alone in their hard times that they are experiencing, but also how pushing forward and finding a way is usually what it takes. My real stories with my observations looking back that just might make you change your mind about what you can endure and what you can achieve. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. It's time to move past your fears and defy the doubters too. My book Undaunted is available everywhere. Books are sold on Amazon and Audible as well. And shoot me a DM and tell me what you think. Back to the show. What do you see as the biggest opportunity for Airstream today beyond uh, the products? Where does this company go based on what you see?
1: We start to think about the lifestyle and the the lives people live when they're using our our products. And today um, when our customers leave the dealership, we lose track of them. Mm -hmm. We might see them on Instagram, but we don't hear from them again until they come back for service or to trade in and trade up or something. So, we know the whole their whole arc their whole universe of airstream experience you know camping and finding reservations and campgrounds and supply and resupply and adventures and pois if we can participate in a way in that part of their airstream life in a way that makes it better easier more convenient less hassles then we can add value and stickiness to the brand so we're doing a deep dive into you know understanding what those activities are and how we can participate in a way that helps them and doesn't get in their way. And uh, some of that has to do with overcoming hassles and obstacles. I mean, an RV is like a boat in some ways, Mm -hmm. in many ways. There's some friction points and there's maintenance and there's things you have to learn the hard way. And if we can help get past those friction points and get people to the fun part of RVing, which is amazing, We'll make the product and the brand stickier and people will have a better time and experience. So there's kind of a whole laundry list of ways to participate, some of them with digital platforms and interaction, which we're working on. So I see that as the next big opportunity for the company that's not right in that Airstream product category. It's more of a, a lifestyle play and uh, you know, driven by a lot of really smart digital tools.
0: It's funny. I feel like RVing used to be for retirees, and mm-hmm. and uh, today I would say that your audience is getting younger. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we've introduced some products at price points that are more um, accessible to a younger buyer too. So we've helped foster that. But you know, the brand has gotten more youthful in a lot of ways, and uh, we still have our retirees. And honestly, if you want to live in your Airstream full-time, it's pretty hard to, uh, to be working full-time. Although I will say the pandemic has brought this whole new subset of Airstream users because it's driven this whole work from home movement, which sure. frankly is work from anywhere if you've got good Wi-Fi. Right. So we've seen a number of couples and even families recognize that, hey, let's get the Airstream and let's hit the road. As long as we have good Wi-Fi, we can do our jobs from there. The kids can learn from there with all the digital learning platforms that became available during the pandemic. So it's an exciting new chapter for us. And one I don't see, you know, the learn from anywhere thing is is going to slow down as kids really go back to school, but uh, work from anywhere. There's a huge piece of that that's going to go on indefinitely. So a fun, yeah. fun aspect to participate in as a company.
0: So outside of the U S do you see the same trends where people are hopping into their, uh, the airstream. I mean, where where do you see the f- the the future? Uh, so, do you think it's it's mostly a U.S. type of uh, trend, or do you see it happening throughout the world?
1: Well, I think that work from home trend is uh, is happening everywhere, mm-hmm. just driven by first of all the necessity of the pandemic, and then people realizing that it can be as or more effective way to to set up a work work life balance, and we're. We barely sell any products overseas, so I'm not quite as attuned to the cultural trends in those markets. Mm-hmm. But um, I know the work from home thing is here to stay, and uh, you know certainly there's a strong industry surge in the RV industry in Europe, just like there was here in the U.S. So
0: yeah, not one definitely. we participate in, but yeah. I read that it's, that over half of your consumers are first time RVers. And uh, so I'm curious, how much does storytelling really fit into, you spoke about uh, social media platforms. I mean, do you think storytelling and, and does that kind of bring in some of those consumers, the, the dream of being able to get out on the road? And I'm, I'm curious as a CEO, how much do you think storytelling fits into the overall brand?
1: Um, it's a huge part of our marketing message, maybe the bigger part. And we're really lucky in that our products and the way people use them lend themselves to great story creation. Like I, I give my CMO a hard time. I said, well, if, if you were trying to sell dishwashers, good luck getting people to send you their Instagram feeds and their passionate stories about their dishwasher adventures, You know, in a way, this stuff falls in our laps and uh, and we curate some of it, but there's so much amazing user-generated content out there and they're all beautiful places, people having amazing experiences with or without kids and, uh, you know, living a lifestyle that many of us can only dream of. So all of the storytelling around those experiences uh, really lends itself to presenting the brand in a way that's not, it's genuine, it's not superficial Mm -hmm. and it's not fake. These are real people using our products, having life-changing experiences. So we uh, we lean on that pretty heavily, and it just continues to grow in, in uh, quality and quantity. It's
0: such a fun brand, too, that that I think those stories are are really what drive so many people to just go try, right? Yeah, give it and, a shot. Uh, give it a shot and see what happens. And once you do it once, then you get hooked and you try to figure out the next, next trip and where you're going to go. So it's... Uh, Definitely a, a great, iconic brand uh, for sure. So it'd be a lot of fun to work on. Coming from somebody who's really enjoyed marketing for a long time, mm-hmm, uh, sure. it's uh, making my my head uh, get really, really excited. So Bob, I always ask people to share a story about a challenge or uh, maybe even a failure somewhere along the way, um, maybe at uh, in the early days of Airstream, but something that you just didn't anticipate or uh, you just weren't sure you were going to be able to get through it but you did and and what were some of the lessons learned along the way um, and how uh, can you share that and more than anything share so that people can learn from your own experience
1: uh, how many examples would you like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know tell me about it
1: how much time do we have no I, I appreciate the question there have there have been no shortage of those. But one, and I touched on this a little earlier, one in recent history is um, we, for many years, we lived in the shadow of the Great Recession of 08 and 09, because that really crushed our business. We were down 60% um, in those two years, 6-0. So pretty devastating. And the effects of that really, and the echoes of that really stuck with us for a long time, even to the point when spring of 2020 when we saw some of the same indicators some of these recessionary markers because of the the pandemic we just assumed the response and the reaction would be the same and back in 08 and 09 we took way too long to to reduce the size of the company you know we i remember my first kind of headcount reduction meeting saying oh this is going to this is cutting into the muscle this is more than fat well 3 rounds later we were down to the size company we needed to be so mm-hmm. I was still living in that paradigm back in the spring of 2020, and we cut 25% of the company, laid off, just anticipating that a business was going to collapse. Well, you know, hindsight, if you—if I'd really thought about it, and it seems so obvious now, uh, that some industries were going to be the beneficiaries of this pandemic dynamic, and, and the RV industry certainly turned out to be one, maybe one of the biggest. So we laid off. of the company, which kills me. I hate to do that. I've only had to do it a couple of times in my career. And uh, then we came back to this unprecedented demand and it's pretty easy to lay off and cut your rates. It's very painful to build them back up. So we missed a real market opportunity there. And all that time we spent trying to build back up just to get back to the rates we were Mm
0: -hmm. before
1: we'd cut all those heads. You can't get the people back or They've moved on and just get the supply chain fired back up. And so my lesson there was, you know, just because it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck doesn't mean it's a duck. And in this case, we should have thought about how is the situation different than 08 and 09 and how might we react differently rather than kind of living, living in the the paradigm of what we did and did not do back then. We would have been, uh, much further ahead of the market, our dealers would have had better inventory positions. So we missed market opportunity. So that was a a good lesson in not not assuming, uh, and really thinking deeply about what's happening rather than, you know, kind of on a more superficial level, driven by an experience that was you know, twelve thirteen years old.
0: Sure. No, it's, it's, uh, I think everybody's got their, their stories from the last couple of years. I mean, we, um, at Hint, we, uh, you know, we're an FDA regulated product Mm -hmm. in a category of water. Uh, so we were, um, we were definitely anticipating a big year, um, in 2020. But then when the pandemic hit and being an FDA regulated product in a, uh, category like water, um, we were running our plants twenty four hours a day we were we uh, g- we grew forty percent in in 2020 I mean, it was it was insane yeah it was absolutely uh insane and um and we definitely had roles that they couldn't use um those people in in those roles but we ended up figuring out a way to offer other roles to people within the company. So we had people who were, you know, typically doing events and, and, uh, we call it field marketing and then we Mm. put them into sales. And so we were rejiggering things. We didn't know how it was going to work, but it was, um, it was an absolutely insane, uh, time and continued through 2021. Actually, it was, uh, absolutely crazy. So, um, it was uh, so many lessons learned during that time. I think I don't think anybody was really prepared, right? <laughs> I think you just Not, figured uh, out how to actually, you know, do the best you can, more than anything, and uh, and try and uh, try and think about, you know, what what's relevant here to try and make these decisions. But I think also just looking at your employees and understanding what they're going through that seemed to be consistent across. All industries and mm-hmm. and uh, it's um I I bet inside of Airstream I bet it was just absolutely crazy given sort of the situation with with travel and everything else that people were doing so it was chaos really really interesting well thank you for that and thanks everyone for listening Bob where can people find out more about Airstream also uh, your newest product too is it on the market I mean can people actually go in and try it in, in local dealerships?
1: No, not the eStream. That was a fully realized concept travel trailer. And it's probably going to be two years before you see some version of that actually available. So, um, but you can learn about it and follow progress on it and sign up for information at airstream.com.
0: That's and, awesome. Uh,
1: all of our products and great lifestyle stories. And it's a great glimpse at really all the dimensions of the brand.
0: That's great. Well, you guys have, Great social media too. And like lots of great ideas um, for places to go off of that. So it's uh, definitely check it out if, You have not seen the Airstream um, Instagram and some of the other uh, platforms that they're on as well. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Bob, for coming on. Uh, Definitely subscribe to The Kara Golden Show, everyone, if you haven't already. So you do not miss incredible interviews like this one that we had with Bob Wheeler of Airstream. And uh, definitely give this episode a five-star rating. It definitely helps with the... Algorithms and searches out there. So, um, just want to remind everybody about that. And also, uh, just a reminder that I can be found on all social media channels at Kara Golden. And if you haven't already picked up a copy of my book, Undaunted Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, it's all about the journey. Of hint and and building it and from the ground up, uh, very very fun and exciting, and um, definitely lots of lessons and and mistakes along the way that I that I share in in this book. So hopefully you'll get a chance to pick it up. It's also on Audible too. And we are here every Monday, Wednesday, and now Friday with the Kara Golden Show. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again, Bob everyone have a great rest of the week.
1: Thanks, Kara. Appreciate your time.
0: Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for